All right, you freak biscuits. Welcome to uh, this week's episode of the podcast. This week we got a super sick guest. Name's Jackson Carstarter. Most of you guys will know him already. Uh, absolutely kills it on the rails. Absolutely kills it on uh, the jumps, skis in general. Just absolutely sends it. Sick dude. He runs rail skiing and uh, just a really sick interview with uh, Jackson and I. Bunch of cool stuff. Um, before we dive into this podcast, just want to let you guys know that uh, we got a new new uh, sponsor for the podcast. We got K2 Skis, we got Vertica Outerwear, and now we have um, Red Bull sponsoring the podcast. So you guys will see a Red Bull fridge in the upcoming podcast. When I get back, we'll put it beside the chair in the podcast studio, which will be super sick. And, you know, I'll probably just be crushing Red Bull the entire episode, every single episode, because why wouldn't you? Uh, anyways, with that in mind, it's going to be a sick podcast uh, with Jackson Carstarter. You guys will really like it. We talk about how he got into skiing, how much time he spends on his backyard setup, creating rail skiing, pretty much everything. Like guys, The guy's on top of things, and he's uh, he's a really sick skier. If you guys don't follow him on Instagram, follow him. He posts some of the gnarlier ski clips you guys will see, so go enjoy it. And this is a good one, from the kid to you. Welcome, creatures of all shapes and sizes, to Banged Up with Bruce Oldham, a.k.a. The Kid. This is an action sports podcast the likes of which the world may never have seen before and may never see again. I hope you guys enjoy. Yeah, that's bad. Cool. Well, I guess we'll uh, we'll jump into the podcast, man. I was wanting to have you on for a while because I think you'd be a sick guest and I think people would be stoked. And uh, I haven't really got to talk to you that much either, so I thought it'd be sick. Um, Yeah. So we'll dive into this. Most people probably know you, eh? Jackson Carstarter, everybody. Carstarter, is that how you say it? How do you say awesome? Carstarter, yeah. Carstarter. I remember seeing it on TikTok and seeing Carstarter, so I just, this Carstarter just clicked in my head. Anyways, man, yeah. it's good to have you on, bro. It's good to have you on. I got a badass podcast studio set up at home, and I have some cool things coming to it, but I'm not at home, so it's like, shit, I want to do this podcast with you with, like, the badass background, but instead I'm in, like, some RV trailer right now. I like put the chair in front of a piano. I'm like, maybe the piano will make it look better, but fuck it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sick, dude. All right, well, um, first of all, how have you been lately? Like you said, you've been keeping pretty busy. You went out to Mount Hood recently and shit like that? Yeah, I was. I went up to Mount Hood mm-hmm. July 10th or something. Yeah. And I literally planned that trip, trip July 9th at the night. No way. I flew out five hours before. What? Yeah, it was insane. So that trip was very last minute, and then I was there for two and a half weeks. Oh shit, that's awesome, dude! The park looks so sick. I was mad jealous. I wanted to come out, man. Yeah, you should have. Dude, next summer it's gonna be it's gonna be popular. I make sure next summer. I didn't want to do the two week quarantine, and then I didn't want to pay for the for the pass and everything. Oh yeah, true. It was pretty pricey for the past. It was like a hundred bucks a day or something. Yeah, that's pretty pricey. And then I have to quarantine for two weeks on the way back and two weeks on the way there. Would have been, oh. would have been a little bit too much. That's sick. Yeah, dude, I saw some insane stuff. Like everybody that went there was just dropping like the craziest tricks. I was like, I was scrolling through Instagram every day, just like ah, <laughs> so yeah. jealous, man. Everyone was popping every day. There's no off days there. Dude, it looks so fun. It just looks like good vibes in the like all the time there. Yeah, best vibes for sure. Oh yeah, sick. Well, we won't get into get into that too much right now, but uh, I guess we'll start it off for people that don't know you and people that want to know more about you. Uh, how did you get into skiing? When did you get into it? And like all that good stuff, man. Like you're from where are you from? First of all, 
Um, so I grew up in a little town of Lawrenceburg, Indiana, yep. on a, a little hill called Perfect North. Yeah. When I was 11, mm-hmm. and I uh, skied for ski there for probably two or three years, and I got a DM from a coach at Wendell's Academy, former or now known as Weiss Academy. Yeah. And started coming out here. Kind of how it started, but um, I I snowboarded before I skied actually. Oh yeah, how long? Uh, five years. Long. Really? Yeah, like it's my fifth year now. I think skiing. It's only your fifth year. Out of boy. How old are you? Uh, I'm turning seventeen tomorrow. Oh fuck! You're still a young buck too. Yeah. <laughs> God damn, dude. That's sick. <laughs> And you're snowboarding before. I used to snowboard before, but I was like kind of switching in between snowboarding and skiing. Like every day, I'd like do one a different one. Did you uh, snowboard in the park at all or no? Uh, yeah, I was mainly. I mean, Perfect is a pretty like small resort. Yeah. So like, it's all you have is terrain park and like little hills. So I was all always in the park. Yeah, it's kind of the same as Mount St. Louis. Uh, yeah, yeah, so like switching to skiing was like pretty. Like I knew what I was doing, kind of like rollerblading helps yeah. a lot. Did you used to rollerblade as a kid? Uh, yeah, rollerbladed a lot. <laughs> yeah? Dude, I'm trying to get into it now, but it's... Our part, our, like, we don't have a skate park at home, and, like, it's, like, the world's worst thing. So, I don't really want to drive an hour just to go rollerblade when I have so much other stuff going on, but... It's pretty it's pretty fun, man. It hurts, though, because I always try to land, like... I keep forgetting to land, like, super staggered. I just land feet together, and just slip right to my dome, man. <laughs> yeah, that's how I, like... I start... I... Rollerbladed for so long, and then I stopped for probably two or three years. Yeah. When I went back to Wendell's this summer, they have that huge skate park, and I bladed for one day, and I was horrible. I forgot how to rollerblade. Yeah. Dude, that skate park's so sick, man. They got so much cool stuff up there. Did you? Uh, did you play any other sports as a kid, or just like skiing, snowboarding? Uh, Seems like you probably would have done most the uh, most of the sports in high school and stuff. I did a lot of uh, basketball, football, yeah. and. My seventh grade year, I played soccer, and then I went to school in Oregon in eighth grade. So I, my life was a lot of football and basketball until I started skiing, and then I was just like, I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> yeah, you just chose skiing over it, or? Yeah, I my parents were always like, you're playing this, I'm like, I want to, because then it takes over skiing, or gets rid of skiing. Yeah, you just like skiing, eh? Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty sick. How far is Perfect North from where you live? Like. Oh, that's we, so easy. Yeah, it was like the perfect thing. Yeah. And then two years ago, my parents uh, moved to Colorado. So now we live in Colorado. We're yeah. like not close to Breck or anything. We're like an hour and a half away from that. So like I'm not ever coming home to go to ski Breck or anything. So yeah. But during like Christmas time and stuff, we'll drive home to Indiana for like three weeks and we'll ski perfect for all that time. And Sick. So, does anybody else in your family ski, or is it just like kind of you that's the only one that's into it? Um, it's kind of just me. My brother skied a little bit. My dad definitely got me into it. But, um, Nothing like, you didn't used to downhill race or anything like that? No, uh, he was a big football basketball guy. Yeah, he got you into that. <laughs> yeah, well like, we, we grew up right next to where Nick grew up, Nick Ebert, so like, yeah. okay. I always inspired by him like when I was little and... That was definitely a big get me getting into skiing. Oh yeah, dude, that's sick. 
So you're you're like more known for like rail skiing abilities and stuff. Obviously, you got all your uh, you got the page and everything, and like you're an absolute monster on the rails. But um, anybody that follows you nowadays knows that you absolutely crush it on the like you you're doing triples on the jumps like dub sixteen. Like it's not like you can't jump. I was watching like shit last year, but like. Did you like was jump like why why rails? Because I'm assuming like Perfect North is like doesn't have big jumps, kind of like Mount Saint Louis, like nothing too big, and then you just kind of got into rails first. It was like that, or did you just like rails more than jumps? Um, I get this question a lot. Yeah, so, I, I kind of imagined you would. <laughs> yeah, so like growing up at Perfects, I definitely was only a rail guy because Perfects didn't have like big jumps or anything. Yeah, but like I don't know, it's just something that I'm definitely more passionate about i love jumps and i like to like go out there and like i want to do triples and like all this stuff but i have more visions with rails than i do on jumps that makes sense so, yeah like, me growing up in a small town like watching all these skiers that like are super underground but are like insane at rails just like gets me so hyped and like stuff like that dude it's crazy like you'll you'll see like these kids that come out to the contest and they'll be like You'll think it's so good because they'll do like both way dub 10 safeties and they're like 14. But then you go back to your home hill and you watch this guy just do like two P6s and like just random people you don't even know. And you're like, wait, where was I for this? And like they just have their crushing rounds. Oh. What? It's all good. Oh my god. Not yours? No. Damn. Did you do, uh, was it like pretty wild down there with all the riots and stuff? Like for you or no? Who is that? Um, not really. I mean, we're kind of farther away from Denver, but like yeah. Denver was definitely like, pretty hard. Pretty insane. My uh, my dad works uh, kind of a little bit outside Denver, but he was probably three miles away for some, from some riots. Yeah. So he it was pretty scary at one point, but yeah. Have you changed anything like at all because of coronavirus? Or just kind of everything's been kind of the same for you. Pretty similar. Uh, I think for co- like for COVID, we like I don't know many people in Colorado, so like, I haven't like been outside. The only person I know in Colorado would is Nate. I think uh, you did a podcast. yeah. I had him on last last uh, last podcast. He was talking about how you guys became friends or whatever. Yeah, um, Nate was probably the only person I know out here. So like, COVID was really easy. I mean, pretty normal. Like, yeah. Just back home doing backyard setup stuff. <laughs> but uh, I did a lot of flat ground. A lot of flat ground. Yeah, I've been seeing that. I don't understand how you do a flat ground cork. Like, how do you lead up to that? Because, like, I didn't do a flat ground backflip, but I, I'm not doing a cork. Like, not a um, chance. I, that's, I was, when I first started, we were, when we left Wendell's, we did these online chat calls with, like, our coaches, and they wanted us to get more into flat ground. So, like, at first, I think really? At like huh. running misties and like backies. Yeah. And so like I just got like really like I like liked it a lot. So I go to like a little hill and I'd start by doing like misties and like trying like uh like those J step flat forwards. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, I know. And then I started like trying cork seven, so I'd always land like straight on my stomach. <laughs> and then I like figured it out. Like it's just all power in the legs and like popping. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Like, I didn't know, like, I was wondering if you just decided to do it by yourself. You're like, yo, wouldn't it be sick if I could do both way courts on flat ground? But no, like, you actually, you actually, like, were told to. That makes a lot of sense, though, because if you can get a powerful enough takeoff to do a cork on flat ground, 
like triples and yeah. stuff are going to be a lot easier. It's yeah. pretty, pretty gnarly though. So like I, yeah, like doing on that court seven on flat was like nah, I'm not doing that. And then one day I did a up like seven like pretty easy, and I was like, holy crap, I might be able to try it. And I <laughs> tried it, and I went, and I was like, what? So, <laughs> Um, it's just all practice and yeah. motivation towards it. Just like everything, man. I'm 5'2", and my yeah. vertical's trash, but, I mean, maybe I'll try it. Maybe I'll try one day. I got the tra- I got a trampoline, so I'm like, I could try to do it on flat ground, or, or I could just go to my trampoline and yeah, do it on that. Good, I wish I had a tramp. That'd be yeah. so dope. Do you not have, like, do you have one of those crappy garden tramps, or? Uh, no. We have a place called Snowbond, which is like, yeah. if, if you've seen that, like, my TikToks, there's, like, a couple of those... Dude, I've it's seen it. One huge tramp, and it's yeah. so dope. It's like twenty minutes away, so like my parents were just like, "No tramp, we can just go here." Oh, it's only twenty minutes away. That's sick. Cause yeah. I was watching some tramp clips, and I saw, I think I saw Trip Eighteen, maybe was it? I saw. <laughs> I some, was at Bells, but that was a Trip Eighteen. Yeah, I saw some insane shit on the tramp, and I was like, "What the?" Fuck? <laughs> so like, <laughs> clearly, clearly, it's working just fine. Cause I, dude, it's hard to get that air awareness to feet like taking like. Even like dub 16s to feed on tramp, like that's pretty gnarly, so. Yeah, and we like, every night after skiing, me and Tanner and Connor will just go up to the tramp and just like do all these rules and like these visions will come to our head and like, like Connor is just really insane, like both way on tramp. Like, oh, he's good? But he can like left dub 16, or whenever he spends right, so right dub 16, like nothing. On a tramp, no mat. Yeah, yeah, no mat. That's insane. (laughs) Yeah. What the fuck? Uh, that, that's like a goal of mine, just to be that consistent with like a not on tramp Dude, that's but. yeah. Tramp is like actually so big for just getting your vision and your sets and everything. It's it helped me a lot, but that yeah, that's crazy. I don't think I'll be taking. I've been try try to take both way dub fourteen to feed on my trap with the mat, and I just got tossed both times. <laughs> Landed in a little squat, and just go flying off the tramp. Yeah, it, it's. My first time doing the 14 on the trip was definitely, it took a while. <laughs> mm. once, you get the, once you get the feeling of it, it's a little easier, but it still takes a lot of power to get it around, man. Yeah, for sure. Cool, so you, we were talking about your backyard rail and talking about how good you are at rail skiing. Obviously, uh, you have good at rail skiing because basically Perfect North is like mostly rails, right? Nick Gapper's good at rails. Like everybody's good at rails from Perfect North because you have to be. And you can also, I love, I actually love how like everybody from small hills always sends way harder than people from like nice, perfect hills. Like everybody from the small hills absolutely just tosses. Everybody from the big hills is like, oh, this jump's a little rutted out. Maybe I'll wait for another day. <laughs> Anyways. It's always a set by when we pull up to person because like everyone's always like wanting to get better. Like no one out at perfect, like, I don't know, they're they're not trying to go anywhere in skiing. They're just trying to get better, and like they're all super underground. It's like yeah, just trying to have fun and just get better. Yeah, yeah. that's sick. So I was gonna ask you, how much time do you spend in your backyard setup? Because I personally have a backyard setup, and I cannot say I spent that much time on it as much as I'd like. I've just been super busy, but it's a lot of work, man. Oh, it, it is. I would say this summer I definitely pulled away from it as. I did, like, last summer, I was definitely on it every day for two to three hours a day. Every day? Yeah, I was pretty, pretty close to that. If I take a, if I take a hard ball, I'm near two off. But, um... God damn, dude. So, wait, so... 
this summer, I mm-hmm. think when during quarantine, I would do an hour or two a day. That's but, a lot. So how do you not run out of tricks to do? Because I would be like, do you just keep thinking of different things or? Well, so I had that little setup last year. And yeah. The be- quarantine and I couldn't like I wanted to do more stuff and I couldn't do twos on or anything with the old setup mm-hmm. so I was just like I'm running out of tricks to do like I want to get more creative so me and my dad did this I think it was probably a two week project when we built that bigger setup yeah I saw that and then I had way more vision like transfers with twos on with fours on with like I don't know with all these kinds of crazy variations and like I have way more speed now yeah so, yeah it's always been coming to my head through that but mm-hmm. There's days where I'm just like, I don't even want to try. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it gets a little repetitive. And it's like, man, it's like fun when you give yourself a challenge trick. But sometimes, dude, it's so frustrating. Like, oh, look, I get so mad. Dude, so quick <laughs> I try not to get mad, man. But, like, I think I get more mad hitting my backyard setup than any other aspect of skiing ever. Just trying to make a rail. Like, do one trick that you have in your mind. And you're like, yo, I can do this, like, maybe in, like, 30 minutes, and then like two hours later, you're like, fuck! Yeah, it's it's so aggravating, because also because my rails, like the way that they're built, if I want them to be set up more of an angle or down, I have to put them under a piece of plywood yeah. or bricks. And if they move, then the trick completely changes to me. Yeah, and that's the same for, same for me too, man. Like, my rails, like I have to lift them up and down and stuff, but like yeah. mine are a little heavier. Yours look like they aren't as heavy, so like it's, like they wobble and stuff sometimes. Oh yeah, and that's it, the word. It makes it so much harder because I feel like, say you're you have a Z rail set up and one of the rails moves a tiny bit, then it changes the trick completely because then you're transferring a different way than what you've been trying for the last hour and a half. Yeah, and it's like that much off, but you notice it. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. Sick. Well, I was actually just curious about that because I was thinking like, shit, how much time should I be spending on it? <laughs> it was like, am I really doing it now? Obviously not, but uh, do you work? Are you working at all right now or? Um, not right now. I uh, I was going to start working at Snowbond again this summer, but then I went to Wendell's out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, now that I'm in a sling, it would really suck. And I just leave in another month. So, I mean, it's kind yeah. of nice to just work for a month and all that. I guess we'll bring that up now because you said it. You, what happened? Tell the tell the people what happened. I mean, some people will saw the video. As I, dude, I thought you had. I watched the video. I was like, "Yo, he has it." And I was like, "You landed and then you ate it." And I was like, "Oh, that would have hurt." But then I read the caption. And I was like, "Oh shit." <laughs> yeah, I was so bummed. I had that vision in my mind since they put that rail up. I I, I told Topher. Topher's like good friends with the park crew. Yeah. I was like, they put that rail on the knuckle. I swear I can double out of it. Yeah. We get on lift one day, and sure enough, it's there. And I'm like, oh, God. It's like the first day I was, like, warming up. I was in front cork sixes. and did the front cork nine, blind. Yeah, those are insane. The next day, I was I was eyeballing it. And Kirk's like, let's do some lefts on the jump, like, left corks. And I did that. And then he's like, all right, do you want to go over to the rail? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I did one front cork six to the bottom, like, no landing. Yeah. And so I was like, that's where you're going to have to land. So I went even faster, and I went even bigger when I tried it. And I saw it coming, and I wanted to go nine, but it just wouldn't go nine, and it went eight. And me going eight to flat didn't work. Well, dude, it came around, I said, I honestly, I was like, yo, you, I definitely thought you had it. I was, I was like, yeah. no, dude, the amount of crazy tricks that came out of that rail alone this year, so sick. 
I've been trying to convince the people at Mount St. Louis to let me, because I worked parts off there last year. I was like, let me put this cannon up here like this. <laughs> I want to do some gnarly shit. And they're all like, no. Ah. But yeah, dude, that yeah, was, it's, like, that was... it's a big, I think it's a big liability to put that rail on that, on the knuckle like that. Yeah. Because like, if they would have put it any closer, kids would have hit that with normal speed and actually lost. Yeah. Tanner's first hit on that rail, he went like pretty, I mean, pretty average speed. And he just did like a straight off of it. And it's a swoosh. Like it's, yeah, it kicks you. And I think Tanner went 20 feet in the air on a straight air. It's a flat. Yeah, because, but like they could have put it back more and then you would have been, like you would have actually hit the landing. Yeah, that, that would have been a lot better, but like. But then you have the little been, kids. Yeah, I mean, it's only two months. Yeah, it's only so. two months. I like that. So you get an MRI tomorrow then? Or no, uh, the next day. Thursday? Um, so I'm supposed to get an MRI tomorrow. Tomorrow. But I. My birthday, my mom was just kind of like, we'll just cancel it till you get back from Indiana. Yeah. And I don't know. I kind of feel like I don't need the MRI. So I'm going to feel it after we can see what I think. But yeah, I I have a lot more motion than I did. I was not moving with that arm for a week. And this week I started to have like more emotion like here. And like it hurts to like hold it up. But I feel like it's just like me being weak and not using my arm for two yeah. So did you break it or did you dis? You broke it, right? I fractured the humerus, which is like this arm bone, but like on yeah. the very at the top. Uh, yeah. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I dislocated my shoulder this year, and I, it was pretty fucked, but I didn't break anything. And like, yeah, that, that, like dis- I was scared of that because Tanner had a lot of dislocations this year, which like ruined his like ligaments or something. Yeah, and that just comes out. Yeah, and then he had surgery and all that, and I was just like, I was still afraid, like, I don't want to be out for six months. Yeah, no. That would be, well, I mean, we'll see what happens with next year, man. There might not even be a comp season. We might just be skiing and putting out some videos. Which honestly would be dope. <laughs> I wouldn't be complaining, man. I would be making some trips out to uh, out to the States, come skiing with the boys, do some yeah, dope shit. Dope. But, yeah, we'll see what happens, but it seems like there might not be any comps, maybe. It'd be interesting. Yeah, I feel like if there's going to be any comps, then I feel like those little ones, like, or not, I mean, it's not little, but, like, the Tom Walsh Rail Jam would be so sick to happen again, Dude. but that's way more crowded than and, the, uh, yeah. X Games and stuff, because there's a lot of people there. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely going to the Tom Walsh Rail Jam this year, if it's going on. I'm going to buy a plane ticket, I'm going to come out, and I'm just going to ski just for fun. It's the best time ever. I've never had more fun skiing than that time. I've never had more fun watching an event than watching that one. <laughs> it looks so sick. I was like, bro, I need to go just rip and ski there. That looks yeah, awesome. Dude, so fun. I like, so like I had to start out and, uh, so I had to make the contest first. So it was like me, Jed Connor, and like Sam Lubensky, and we were all in that. And then I had to go to another round, and then the final round, and then another round. I think it was four rounds. And, like, that was two days of skiing, so I was just absolutely exhausted. But, like, yeah. it's just, like, so insane skiing with, like, all your idols and just, like... <laughs> so sick, because so, you rolled up through the... Because you did the um, open one, right? And then you have to qualify and qualify again or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, because that's what I would do. I'd just come and just, like, try to qualify and make it. But there were so many good people there, dude. Yeah, it was... So- it was so insane. I was scared because I didn't think I made it into finals on my second round. I was like, there's no way. I didn't even ski that well. But like, 
what they were looking for was three landed tricks, and I landed, I landed four out of like probably twelve. Yeah. And I was just like, I didn't even do that well. I don't think I made it. But they all looked at you, yeah. Yeah, that's so sick. So wait, I, I have a question because I was watching it and you were skiing without gloves. What? Why? Why is that? It why? was so hot. Is that the only reason? Because I was like, dude, skiing without gloves would suck. Like you go to fall and like you just put your hands down. I was like, maybe he's thinking like if I don't wear gloves, I won't fall because I don't want to put my hands on the snow. It's like maybe he's onto something. Um, no, I never really thought that, but I mean that's a better way to think. <laughs> but like my my glove, it was like. The days of the comp or the finals was um, it was like rain, mm. so my gloves were soaking wet. Like it was finals to wet. And like growing up at Perfects, it's always hot. Like there, it was, I think it was seventy the day we were skiing. Yeah. I was just like, I'm used to this. I'm just gonna drop the gloves, and I just didn't wear gloves. Oh, true. But okay. you go like a couple of my edits, even to the ski year, like I'm not wearing gloves. You yeah. Just, I get hot. And <laughs> I noticed it, man. I thought I thought there was a better reason than I get hot behind it, but no. <laughs> no, it, like it's just something that I'm just. I don't like skiing with like hot hands or like even when I'm wearing layers, I'll drop a layer. True, 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 true. Cool. And then I guess the next question is talking about rail skiing. Um, when did you start the rail skiing page, and like what was kind of the meaning behind it? Just. Tell, tell the kids about that because I'm sure some kids are interested in that. Um, I started it eighth grade year and my eighth grade year, I was like only doing rails. Like I was not good at jumps. I don't even, I think I learned dub tens at the end of that year and I probably made it around Christmas time and I didn't tell anyone that I ran that account until almost a year. Yeah. Like, if anyone. I think I told Tanner, like, maybe four months after I made it. Really? Yeah. And I was just, like, scared that people were going to make fun of me. And it, like, started blowing up out of nowhere. Like, Cal Carson, like, started, like, he, like, promoted it one time. And I was huh? posting it a lot. And then it started blowing up and blowing up. And I was like, holy crap, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> and then, I, like, a Q&A. And I... A lot of kids were like asking who runs this account, runs this, and like stuff like that. And I was like, "If you get this account to 10k, then I'll tell who, who I." Am. And sure enough, within like a year, it hit 10k. And I announced one time, and I was just, I'm kind of scared to like even go back and like tell people that I still run it. Yeah. I just don't like people like he's just running the account just to promote himself. Like, bro, yeah. when was last promoted myself on it? Yeah, people, people like. I, I've actually noticed people in the ski industry are kind of like, kind of against that stuff quite a bit. Like, there's a, there's a lot of hate for no reason. There's a lot of hate for no reason, especially against people that do like a lot of the social media stuff, like side of it. And it's it's kind of a shame because it's such a big like aspect of the sport now, and it's like mm -hmm. it's probably one of the bigger things you can do. Like people coming up in contests, like if you go and you are winning contests, you're in World Cups, and like even if you're doing really good, like. It's hard even to get paid with sponsors if you don't have like to get anything for sponsors. Exactly. Like, exactly. They don't give a shit about your results anymore. Like, exactly. I, I think social media is the number one way with skiing or like with any sport right now. Like mm. sponsors, like I think all my sponsors came from social media. Like mm -hmm. Line and Full Tilt. I Line hit me up after one of my backyard set of posts last year, and. Like, I don't think if 
probably was posted on Instagram that would ever happen. Like, that was definitely, like, one of the things. Um, oh, when I was at Perfects, uh, Tom, like, saw one of my posts and then invited me to Rev. Yeah. Like, well, thank God I'm posting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dude, like, There's it's... so much hate going towards people who post on Instagram and people who use hashtags and just, like... I don't care. <laughs> yeah, there's, it's funny, there is just like, I guess it's kind of just like more of the older, like, no, like, I don't know, just like this kind of just not give a fuck attitude that's supposed to be like incorporated in skiing, but like, dude, even like just using hashtags, people hate on you so much, but it's crazy, man, like, if I use the hashtags in my post, like, I go, like, I have the insights and stuff, I can go look at my hashtag, like, I get like, sometimes, sometimes I get like tens to thousands of more views on videos just from using hashtags, it's like, why wouldn't I like? Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous, and it's like everybody's kind of like, well, it shouldn't be, shouldn't matter. I'm like, dude, it does matter because I can't, I can't afford to pay for myself to go to contests like every single year, man. I need to like, I need to use like, I need to find a way to like help support my ski career because, mm-hmm. like, just just competing does not does not do anything, and obviously you have to be good at skiing like, and put out like good content and stuff, but like, yeah, it's it's crazy, man. Yeah, it's just like, do you want to promote yourself or no? Like, yeah. If you if you don't want people to see your skiing, then put yourself on a private account or like don't even post at all. Like, yeah. yeah. It's weird. It's like everybody wants to be like underground, but like not. And like, yeah. Anyways, interesting. I saw you got some uh, merch dropping on the rail skiing page. Oh yeah. That's sick. Just sweaters or what else? Oh, uh, so we have three hoodies and I think a couple hats. Just oh, yeah. like me. But, um, yeah, pretty hyped on that. It sold out, like, within the first day. Really? When we dropped it, which was so hyped. How much do you sell? Um, if you don't mind saying. On the first day, I think we sold, I don't know the exact number, but I want to say around 100. Like, the first couple days, it definitely are, like, around 100. That's so sick, dude. Yeah, congrats, man. That's cool. Yeah. That's super sick. Yeah, I, I was super hyped on that. Like, I've had a lot of people ask me, like, in the past, am I going to do merch? And, like, last Christmas, my mom made me, like, a rail skiing hoodie. Yeah. And, oh, like, a lot of people were, like, offering to buy that hoodie off me. I was like, this could be something. <laughs> and then, um, that, that, co- that company called Muted, they, like, hooked me up with some gear last year. And I randomly shot them a team, like, would you be down to help me run merch? <laughs> yeah. They were all about it. I was super hyped. And we got a couple, like, ideas going. I had a lot of people, like, drawing up ideas for merch. And, like, no. so I dropped those three kind of basic hoodies. And then I think hopefully next year I'm going to shoot them the ideas. So we're going to see and drop new uh, new ideas, like, more creative ideas. Yeah. For merch. Dude, that's super sick, though. It's so cool, though, because you can do, like, everything, like, Running a page like rail skiing, you can do everything from having like an event. Like you can put on a rail event, you can sell merch, you can do like you can do a bunch of cool shit like that. And it's not like just like it's just for you. It's like for everybody in the ski community. Like you get a bunch of cool shit out of it. Like you can really create, you can create cool opportunities. Like it's sick. Yeah, I had a couple ski reports hit me up. Like um, I think Highland wanted to do rails. Like they wanted to buy a couple hoodies next year for their rail jams mm-hmm. and like perfect. To do that too, and I was just like, "This is so dope." That's super sick. Yeah, I'm thinking about doing a couple uh, events at my local hill and stuff. 
And um, something super sick. Recently, we got uh, I got like so. I'll see all this shit is like all through social media, and everybody's like, uh, yeah. Anyways, um, this podcast and like me, like personally, is not like sponsored by Red Bull, but I got it influencer sponsorship through Red Bull. They just randomly hit me up. So now I'm like an influencer for Red Bull. So like they're bringing, they're bringing me a Red Bull fridge for the podcast and like Red Bull tents and shit like that, dude. So like, I'll, dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, and they're going to help me out with running events and stuff. I don't want to do any events on my local hill and shit like that. And I just randomly like, like none of this shit, I, like none of this shit would ever happen without like people hearing it. Like, yeah, dude, like I'm going to get, like, we're going to have unlimited Red Bulls. We're going to have a Red Bull fridge in the corner of the podcast room. Kids are going to be just tossing it. But, like, it's so funny because what how it, like, kind of happened is, like, I had um, this one girl I know that's a snowboarder on the podcast, and she um, kind of worked as, like, one of the student people, like, for Red Bull, like, kind of just handed out free Red Bull. And the girl that, uh, the girl that hired her, like, for Ontario or, like, Canada or whatever, um... She started. She listened to that podcast because the girl posted it, and then she started following me on um, social media and stuff. And then, like, a couple months later, she's like, "Yo, like, do you want to be a part of this?" I'm like, "Fuck." Well, obviously, I'm gonna say, "Fuck yeah," but <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just so funny how like it works, and like, it's like it does open up a lot of doors, man. Like a lot. Mm-hmm. A, a lot. Yeah. It yeah. like, it's just so sick. Like what it can do, and like. Also, like, when I went up to Hood, mm-hmm. I saw, I think I saw around, like, kids wearing the hoodie. No way. I, I was beyond hyped. It's just, like, a whole different feeling just looking over and you see someone wearing your merch and it's just like, oh, my God. Dude, that's so sick. Yeah, it's so cool. Like, there are a lot of things that you can, that opportunities and stuff that just open up through it. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's, I don't know, it's cool. Like, you see a lot of athletes, like, not necessarily in skiing, but in, um, other sports, even with things like, well, I guess we'll talk about this now, but even with things like a YouTube channel and stuff like that, that are like maybe not the best athletes, but they're able to go around, ski full time and have fun and like train and do shit like that and like be able to support themselves at least a little bit through something like that, which is exactly. super, super cool to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And obviously you and Tanner got the blogs going, which is super sick. I really, I thought that was cool. Not going to lie. I used to have a vlog like three years ago and then I kind of stopped it because I was like, like you said, I was so worried about what other people thought. And then this year I was kind of just like, you know what, fuck it. Like if it, if I, if I keep uploading videos, people like them and stuff like that. And if I can end up even making like a little bit of money through it or supporting my ski career and like creating cool content for people, like, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna complain. I was that boy. So like I had a vlog all last summer. Yeah. Or not. I did like maybe three mm-hmm. and I I was scared of what people thought and I like not many skiers do like, I think there's four or five mm-hmm. I can think of yeah and, I don't know and then I went to school and me and Tanner we both said we're doing vlogs and we both filmed them but we were too late them. lazy to edit them <laughs> yeah I was we were so lazy to edit them and then I probably still had like six vlogs on my phone that I haven't edited. Dude. And now it's like to the point where it's like too old to post. And yeah. uh, we went to the airbag and Tanner just randomly started filming for like a day. And he posted 40 vlogs for every day. Oh my God. He posted a vlog a day. He was just so committed and like 
they were probably like three minute vlogs and like just kind of like random stuff like not even like all skiing yeah and um, like looking back through him now it's just like fun to watch and it's, it's super now he's like committed to like posting probably once or twice a week which is like yeah. what he wants to do and it's just so dope yeah dude I thought it was super sick too like one of the coolest things I thought about it like getting back into it was I was like dude like I can get like when I'm old and crippled in my wheelchair at the age of 40 I can go watch all these I can go watch all these and look at all the cool stuff I did <laughs> yeah I'm at, I'm at that point right now where I'm so like I'm so bored of like doing anything with the shoulder I'm just looking through Tanner's vlogs and there's like 75 of them that I'm just vibing yeah. on <laughs> that's super sick man yeah it's really cool to want, look back on and uh yeah it's sick it's definitely definitely something that like even nowadays you, sorry I'm having like camera troubles one of my cameras just keeps turning on and off and on and off and then the other one died so the last bit might just be audio only no one gets to see your beautiful face for the rest of it but <laughs> anyways um yeah no what I was saying was uh shit what was I saying anyways it's talking about talking about the vlogs and stuff but I think it's really cool that you can look back on it and all that stuff and it is I don't know it's definitely a different side of skiing but even now like you like you notice more and more skiers like even the bigger skiers are starting to do things like that like Burke Rudd has a vlog now and like People like that, like, you see, like, they're starting to, like, pop into it and stuff. Yeah. It's just, like, I... With skiing, there's, like, there's comp skiing and the YouTube side of it. Mm -hmm. And I honestly think that there's more money in the YouTube side if you blow up. Yeah. And there's, there's all those more opportunities that you get. Like, with comp skiing, yeah, you're going to get more clout, but you're, I don't think you're not you're going to get as paid as you think. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to have way more fun with one thing than I'm going to be stressed out with one thing. It's like... Yeah. And exactly. And when you can combine the both, then that's, like, pretty sick. And, like, dude, I have a sister that, like, you know, Megan won X Games and stuff last year. I know how much she gets paid. It's... You're not doing... You're not doing too great, like, up until... I'm mean, going to put her on the hot plate here. But, like, this year, like, after she, like, this year, this summer, she was reaching out to sponsors and stuff. And, like, Gyro wouldn't even respond to her and, like, some companies like that. Like, they just wouldn't, like, they just don't, they wouldn't even respond to her. They're like, how many people do you have following you on Instagram? I, like, a thousand? I don't know. Okay, well, maybe we'll come back to you later. It's like, yeah. what? Like, you want to ask games and people, like, don't, really, they don't really care that much anymore. Yeah, that's what sucks, too. Because there's all these, like, insanely good skiers, but they have, like, up into 2,000 followers. Like, I can think of so many right now. And... They just don't have, like... Here, we'll go to, to Nicholas, right, or Suki. Yeah, yeah. That That's pretty much one of them. He didn't have a ski sponsor, and he's really good. Dude, I know, like, so many people that didn't have a ski sponsor, man. Like, like, um, yeah, like, exactly like that. They don't have ski sponsors, yet they're, like, one of the better skiers you're competing against. And, like, I, I get where people come from. Like, it is kind of a shame that it's going that way. But it's kind of like, what are you going to do? Like, you kind of have to, you kind of just have to deal with it. It's like, I think it's cool, like, all this stuff, but, like, you have to, like, like if you don't, it's kind of just a part of the whole sport now. Mm hmm Yeah. It's like, companies don't just want a good skier on their product. They want a good skier with, like, some something that will promote them really well. Yeah. Like, you gotta have the following and all that stuff, and, like, you just have to have a good face on the company. Yeah, it's, it is crazy. 
Because, like, I, I don't know, I was talking about this in another podcast, like, even if thinking about it at Noram or, like, a Rev Tour, you win a Noram or Rev Tour, you bring your ski up to the podium, like, what, 30 people see it? Yeah. Like, that doesn't do much for a company. Anyways, um, where do you, we'll go, we'll quickly get off this topic, but where do you see your YouTube channel and stuff in the future? Is that something you're going to be, like, focusing on building, or is that just kind of, like, something you're doing for fun right now? Um, I'm definitely focusing on building that. I, uh, I don't know. At, at the moment, I have a couple goals for it. Yeah. By the end of next year, but like one year ago today, I want to be close to 10,000 subscribers, which is a lot and hard to do. Yeah. But if you're posting once or twice a week, will help like a lot with that. Yeah. And I don't know. I think. I don't know. At the moment, that's just kind of one of my goals for it. I, I want to push that a lot more on myself this year. But at the moment, it's like I have nothing to do with the vlog, so I can't really do it for a month. <laughs> Dude, yeah, exactly. It's I think that's a super sick goal. 10K on, on YouTube would be really sick. And it opens up a lot of opportunities. But, um, yeah, even, like, for me right now, like, I'm trying to do that, like, a little bit. Like, I'm trying to put out a vlog every week, which is, for me, it's like I'm working full-time. I'm skiing, like, training for skiing. I'm have an MMA fight in like three months and like I got the podcast and shit and like dude like just like having like a couple hours after work every day trying to find like something interesting to put, fill a whole vlog with is like it's yeah, damn near impossible anyways um so what do you do in terms of like going to the gym and staying healthy like do you eat healthy do you not really eat healthy stretch um, yeah what is kind of stuff so like I am a really big eater so, like, I do eat healthy stuff, but, like, if people, like, if I go out to eat or something, I will not eat something that you expect. Like, I don't get, I don't eat noodles. That's something weird about me. I don't like any noodles at all. But I, I love meat and fruit and, like, vegetables and stuff like that, so I do eat healthy. And I uh, started working out a lot this stuff, did a lot of core, did a lot of, like, leg strength. Mm-hmm. So now I'm on the shoulder rehab kind of thing so I'm starting to like try and work out that way but that'll get you uh, back in the gym a bit yeah once well, we go back to school we have a gym there so like me and Tanner will definitely be up in the gym a lot just trying to rehab our shoulder and like get good core again so but, wait so you go to school is it like you go to school at Y East is that what it is mm-hmm. so is that like yeah. a high school but a, a ski high school or whatever like I don't really know how those things work um, so, it's basically a college campus, but it's a okay. high school. So, it's, there is, like, 20 or so dorms, or cabins, and they, you can put probably five kids in each cabin, or six, and there's cafeteria and all that on one campus, and in the backyard, there's a huge skate park, there's a huge trampoline, mm-hmm. and then in the very back, there's an indoor skate park, and then, like, the trampoline section and the workout gym. Stuff. Yeah. So you just so, go. Do you guys have like no classes in the winter, or only like half classes, or? Uh, so we do all online school. There is a classroom that we would go to, but I think to COVID we won't be going to the classroom. We'll probably yeah. just do it. There's two teachers, and they come around and they check on us if we need help. We'll ask them and all that stuff. Dude, that's so sick. We don't have anything like that in Canada, even. I think. Yeah, I'm sure they were like anything like that. So that's super sick. That sounds like it would be a, like a damn good time. Oh yeah, it, it's super. It's like such a good thing for like 
something really good. I mean, know how to explain it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty chill. It's that you definitely miss out on other things, though, like normal, like high school life and stuff. But yeah, there's some stuff I miss about that. But I mean, I got the whole summer to go out and hang out with friends and yeah, be, do something different for sure. Sick, man. All right. Well, we've been doing this podcast for like 43 minutes, so I'll ask you one question, and you can get out of your car because it's been a long time sitting in a car, man. And I've had a long. I've had a long time sitting behind a piano, so. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, okay, last question. Where do you see yourself in five years, and uh, what kind of goals have you set? Or have um, you set any? In five years, I hope I'm still doing something with this sport. Um, I hope I'm big big in the sport. I hope I'm just happy, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, kind of a question that COVID's hitting hard. <laughs> yeah. But it's put a lot through my mind of like what I want to do. And yeah. Any plans like do with content competing? Like obviously, five years is a long time from now. Do you see yourself like what like trying to compete for in the Olympics or something like that? Is that like a dream of yours, or is that more like something you are you would you more rather go to like the media side of it? Um, I definitely do want to like try and go. I'm like I'm still gonna try and go to the Olympics, but I still want to be pushed towards the media side. But I, that's definitely a dream of mine is to go to the Olympics. Sick, man. Yeah. Hi, dude. All right. Well, that was that was sick to have you on, bro. I'll, I'll let you go. Yeah. Thanks for doing that with me today, man. Like, I I appreciate it. I was yeah, kind no. of a yeah. I was hoping we could get this done today, so I'm glad we I'm glad we did. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was super fun. All right, guys. So that was our time with Jackson Carstart. I hope you guys uh, hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. Long podcast, good podcast. If you guys listen to that, congrats. I love you. He probably loves you. We all love you. And uh, yeah, we'll be back with another episode every Tuesday. And just bigger, better guests, better setups, better podcast videos. Not better guests. Every guest is amazing, but um, you know what I mean. We will uh, get more in depth in the stories and everything. Probably two podcasts from now, we'll be back in the studio. We'll have a sick studio set up. We'll have the Rebel fridge. We'll have the podcast wall pretty much done. We'll have everything set up with better lighting, better audio. And we're really just going to amp it right up and take her to the top. So with that being said, if you guys are listening to it on iTunes, Spotify, whatever you're listening to it on, give it five stars. We're coming for you, the power movement. We're going we're gonna to pass you. You're at 83. We are at 10 or 12. So we're on our way up. And uh, if you guys are listening on YouTube, obviously subscribe, hit that notification bell, and you know, just help support the kid and kid will support you guys with uh, creative content and just a loving attitude. I'll see you guys on the other side.